the Love Life Church podcast and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Y'all get ready, it's gonna be good. We are talking about faith versus feels. Faith first feels. You know what? This message has impacted my life in such a great way. You want to know why? Because I'm a feelings person. I feel a lot. I have a lot of passion. I got a lot of anger. I got a lot of everything, right? Feels are feels. And when I learned that I didn't have to live by my feels, but I could live by faith, it changed my life. And also, because from a young age, four years old, I received Jesus. I also craved to feel God. I wanted to feel his presence. I wanted to feel him. I wanted to feel him. And thank God that I don't have to live my life just based on if I felt him or not. If I felt it. Did you feel anything in the service? Mm. Do you feel God? Mm. I want to feel you, God. Help me feel you. More than feeling God, I want to know God. I want to know who he is. I want to know his character. I want to know his plans. I want to know his will. Come on. Y'all ready for the word? I'm just saying I'm excited. Faith first feels will change your life because your feelings will change all the time. So we cannot live a life based on feels. We have to live a life based on faith, right? Feelings are always changing. They cannot be trusted, right? We go to bed, right? This is, this is so funny. We all, this has happened to many of us. Hopefully it's not just me, okay? Come on, I need a little love. Don't let me feel like it's just me up here, okay? We go to bed and we're feeling like, I'm going to go to bed. And when I wake up, I'm going to read the word and I'm going to work out, right? We got the feels. And it feels good, right? Because you're going to bed right? He's like, yeah, feel it. I feel the Lord. So I'm just going to catch these Z's. And when I wake up, I'm feeling, I'm going to get that workout in. I'm going to read the word. I'm going to go over those notes. Yes. But then when you wake up, the feeling's gone. We lost that love and feeling is gone, gone, gone. Anybody else, right? You're making plans when you go to bed. Like, oh, I'm going I'm to get up. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. And all you did was, eh, eh, eh. Like, I hate snooze, by the way. It is, I can't stand snooze. Should tell, should tell my sister. She, did you leave your alarm on? Or did you leave your she alarm? She, like, doesn't like her phone in her bedroom. But I could hear her alarm going off in the kitchen. And I'm like, Girl, get up already. And then I'm like, oh, man, her phone's in the kitchen. I'm going to go turn that thing off. But I didn't. But I don't know why. I'm, I, I know why. I'm a morning person. <laughs> I'm wired that way. I'm wired to wake up and go. But anyways, I hate the alarm. But anybody, can anybody else agree? You feel it, and then it's gone. The feeling's gone, right? We can make plans. We can make plans. We can make a workout routine. We're going to make a meal plan. Where? In, in your head, some of us, you know, would go way out and write it down. Like, whoo, yeah, we got this. But it's a whole nother thing to do. It's a whole nother thing to do it when the feeling is gone, when you lost that feeling, right? How about when we wake up and we don't feel like it, we work out anyways. How about when we wake up and we don't feel like it, we read the word anyways. We wake up and we don't feel like it, we go over those notes anyways, right? We got to set our mind 
and keep it set. We have to make our yes, yes, and our no, no. We got to keep integrity. We got to keep our word. And you know what? We got to keep our word to ourselves. Like, that's deep, but we let ourselves down. When we say, we're, you know how many times that you're, 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 your mind is laughing at you? <laughs> how many times you said you're going to go to bed early, wake up early and work out? You lose it? You know it's laughing, and there you are on YouTube, ah, next video. You just ran down the rabbit hole from this video to this. No, but I'm just, I'm just researching a workout for tomorrow, right? I'm just searching, and all of a sudden you just ding, 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 and it's tomorrow. And you need to wake up, and you still searching? No, no. That's lies, right? Set your mind and keep your mindset no matter how you feel. No matter how you feel, feelings change. Feelings disappear when you would love their support the most. You know what? You're like, I'm making a decision. I'm living for Jesus. I am making a decision. This is it. I'm no longer one foot in, one foot out. I'm all in, Jesus. And where'd the feelings go? They were there for a minute. Now they're gone, right? Now they're gone. When all your friends are gone, your boyfriend's gone, you're like, I'm living for Jesus. And the feels done left you. Everybody left you like, Oh, I'm over it. <laughs> Going back on this side. Come on, guys. Don't leave me hanging by myself. Right? No. F your feelings will disappoint you. They will disappear. They will leave you. But you know what? The same thing about feelings, they will show up when you don't want them. You're like, oh, no, I am not going to let it go today. I am not going to go crazy on my spouse. I'm going to not go crazy on them kids. I'm going to not go crazy. And what happens? The fears came over you and ah! you're like, no feels, no. You didn't have my back when I needed you. You done let me down. I didn't call you. Nobody called you. No, go back to sleep. Feels come over you in the middle of the night. I feel like tacos. Anybody else? You were in your pajamas. You don't put a hat on. You don't put your shoes on. You put some clothes on. It's the middle of the night. You're over here looking for some taco shop blinking in red. Open, open, open. Filiberto's is open 24 hours. And there you are in the middle of the night. Why? Because the feelings came. The feelings came. Am I in anybody's business tonight? Right? It's going to be all of our business. But you know what? We don't have to live by our feelings. We can walk by faith. Right? We never rely on them because we never know when they're going to show up. We never, your feelings may not support you when you need them. But that's all right. God will. That's all right. I will. Come on. That's all right. We will. We're not, we're not living by our feelings, right? We can't trust our feelings. Sometimes I feel like eating healthy. Like, whoa. Majority of the times. Sometimes I don't. Nah, no thanks. It's over. And then after I eat healthy and I'm feeling great, and you eat one nasty thing, it's like, bleh. <laughs> why, why, why? Anybody else? Come on. Sometimes I feel like working out. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I feel like taking my vitamins, and I'm like so proud of myself. And I'm like, Ooh, you know. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm like, like, this fish oil one, ooh, <laughs> it's a bit much <laughs> at times, right? Sometimes I feel like doing the right thing. Yes, me? Even me, you guys think, nah, y'all know. You know the truth. <laughs> I don't always feel like doing the right thing, right? Y'all ready for this one? Sometimes 
I feel like coming to church. Y'all, oh, man, some of y'all picked up your head. And sometimes I don't. Especially through the health struggle that I went through for the last, dude, for years, we're up here. Not just come to church, but get your life together and preach the word. Come on. Sometimes I feel like coming to church. And sometimes I don't. But let me tell you, that's why my feelings, they don't get a vote. They don't get a vote. They do not get a vote. How do you feel today? I ask my feelings, how do you feel today? Oh, wait a minute. I don't care how you feel. I don't care what you feel. I don't care if you feel sick. I don't care if you feel weak. I don't care if you feel lazy. I don't care if you feel ugly. I don't care if you feel whatever. Get your butt up and go. Get your butt up and get in the word. God's got a plan for your life. You better get that word out, right? Wait a minute. I don't care what you feel like. Get up and get it done. Choose life. Choose faith. Come on. Choose hope. Choose love. Choose Jesus because he chose you. This is a choice that we all have to make. Emotions can sidetrack you from the will of God for your life. The feels come and they go. They can get you off track for God's plan and God's will for your life. Why are you going to be controlled by them? You should control them, right? Paul said in 1 Corinthians 3, you are still worldly. What does that mean? Controlled by ordinary impulses, the sinful capacity of feelings. You're still worldly, just living life by your five senses, just living life by the feels, just living life by what, what culture says is good and right. For, lo for as long as there is jealousy and strife and conflict among you, are you not unspiritual? Are you not walking like ordinary men, unchanged by faith? unchanged, right? Being a Christian, a follower of Jesus, there should be change. There should be transformation in our life. We should be becoming that new creation, a brand new person. Like, right? Do you guys agree? We should be transforming. There should be change happening. We look different. We walk different. We talk different. The fruit of your life should be evident to this world that you are nothing like them. The fruit of your life should be so evident to this world that you look nothing like them. You walk nothing like them. You think nothing like them. You talk nothing like them. What is so different about you? What is the fruit of a spiritual person look like? Man, if we was in kids' class, I'll make them shout back. What does the fruit of a spiritual person look like? It looks like they walk in the Spirit and they just pray in tongues and flow. And when they wave their hand, people fall out in the spirit. And they dance and wave flags. What in the world? No. It's a concert. People just like falling out. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Right? What does the fruit of a spiritual person look like? It's been a minute since I've been to a concert. So, so sorry for that. Not sorry for that. But you know when people like fall out because they're like, ah! Yeah, that's what I was talking about. It's just. People be fainting and passing out. You're like, okay, so no joke. We were in New York City, 
uh, 20, 2013, the first time? 2011. We were in, and we were in, it was Christmas, and Justin Bieber was singing at the Rockefeller Center at the, the um, skating ring. So we're down there, we were having dinner, we walk out, and girls are fainting. We have no idea Justin Bieber's there. We have no clue. So you're, um, we're, there's a Rockefeller Center. There's like shopping and everything. So there's a restroom. So I go to the restroom. This girl is like crying. And I'm just like, what is going on? Like these New York people is crazy. Like, I don't know. And they're like, we, 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 we saw Justin Bieber. I was like, You wouldn't think, like, I mean, all the blood, like, left. They just looked pale. It was just so funny. And so I was this close to Justin Bieber one time. <laughs> what does the fruit of a spiritual person look like? Paul said in Galatians 5.22, But the fruit of the Spirit is spooky. But the fruit of the Spirit is la, 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 la. No, but the fruit of the Spirit, the result of his presence within us, is what is love, unselfish concern for others. We make it religious. We make it spiritual. But God's word is simple. God's word is easy. God's word is basic. We just need to renew our mind to his word. Unselfish concern for others, joy, inner peace, patience, not the ability to wait, but how we act while waiting, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. God's character should be evident in our lives, right? He has given us the ability to produce these results in our everyday life, not just our church life, right? Our everyday life, our relationships, our mistakes, our finances, our health, our wealth, our wisdom. Come on. We, he has given us every ability. We've got to take responsibility with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, and what? My favorite one, self-control. What? We have the fruit of the spirit of self-control. We have the ability. We just have to take responsibility, right? Responsibility to do what? To grow up. <laughs> That's what. Responsibility to mature. Responsibility to exchange the world's way of doing things with God's way of doing things, right? The world has a way of doing things, and God has a way of doing things, and they're always opposite. There's always, they're always opposite. So we have to transform our thinking and we have to take those thoughts and take those habits and take that way of thinking and take it out and replace it with God's way, with God's thoughts, right? With love, joy. We have to replace it with God's plan, with God's will. How many of you are ready to fulfill God's plan and his will for your life? God has a great destiny for you. You just have to choose to walk in it. You just have to choose it, Right? The choice is yours. Are we going to live by faith? Are we going to live by feels? It is so easy to live by feels. You could be angry at someone, woo, like quick. Um, is that just me? Like your girl got a short temper, like cut me once, you dead. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> but I'm learning, right? I'm, I'm applying the word myself every single day. 
Are we going to live by faith? And I ask myself, am I going to live by faith or am I going to live by feels? You choose for yourself. Life or death? Blessing or cursing? Ready? Love or hate? Joy or depression? Peace or chaos? You get to choose the way of thinking. You get to choose God's way or your way. You want peace or you want chaos? You choose. Ready? Patience or anxiety? Kindness or revenge? Goodness or bitterness? Faith or fear? Gentleness or anger? Self-control or selfishness? Health or illness? Wisdom or ignorance? Purpose or confusion? Every day you choose. Am I going to just go with the flow with my feelings? Or am I going to choose to walk by faith today? Am I going to walk by faith and produce the fruit of the Spirit in my life? I want to produce the fruit of the Spirit. I want to produce much fruit. Not just existing in this life, but actually living and loving life. Living and loving my life. You should be living and loving your life. Jesus died on the cross that we'd have life and life more abundantly. Not just life, but love and life. Guys, we are love life. Loving life, right? Loving God, loving people, loving life. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 10.3, this is the message. The world is unprincipled. That means unprincipled, like they ain't got no principle. No, they ain't got no principle. It means they have no standard, right? The world is unprincipled. They have no standard. They have no standard in their relationships. They have no standard in their finances. Why? They don't care if it's the right way, the wrong way. They're going to get your money. They have no standards when it comes to manipulation. They have no standards when it comes to, to y'all know it's nasty out there, okay? It's, it's, just turn on the radio. The songs that are popping, it's like, Oh my gosh, what in the world? The crazy thing is that you're singing them and you're not even registering the words that are coming out in your mouth. And then all of a sudden when they do, you're like, whoa, whoa, no thanks. The world is unprincipled. They have no standard. It's dog eat dog out there. Dog eat dog out there. The world doesn't fight fair. But we, we don't live like the world. We don't fight like the world, and we don't battle that way. Never have and never will. The tools of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation, but they are for demolishing that entire massively corrupt culture. We use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies, tearing down barriers raised against the truth of God, taking every loose thought, every loose emotion, come on, every loose impulse into captivity to the obedience of Christ, the structure of a life shaped by Christ. So no, we don't look like the world, act like the world, talk like the world. Come on, we look like Jesus, act like Jesus, walk like Jesus. What did he come to do? Preach, teach, and heal. Set the captives free. That's what we're called to do. That's what we're called to live that kind of life. But we can be deceived and be manipulated to live just like the world. Such a low level of life. Such a low level of life. I was in youth on Sunday, and they get to ask me anything. They, I, I, sometimes I'm like, I'd rather just 
put a message together, not ask me anything, right? You ask me anything, we can never recreate that message because they just go from one question to one question to one question to one question. And it's called ask me anything. And it makes me nervous, okay? It makes me nervous. But you can never create that message the way they pull it out of you. And they ask me about dating. They ask me about relationships. They ask me, how do I feel about this? And what's my opinion? And, and, it, and um, uh, what's a bad child? What's my definition of a bad child? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, my heart could explode that these are the questions that they want to know. And what's my definition of a bad child? And I'm like, I can never define a bad child. I said, I understand that some children have bad information. And from that bad information, make bad decisions. But it doesn't mean that they're a bad child. Because when I call myself a bad child growing up, I was a wild child, I was the bad child. I had bad information, and I only lived by my feels. I didn't live by faith and walk by faith. But when I learned new information, I put away childish things, right? And I learned who I was. So it was so amazing when they asked me about dating, what's my opinion, how do I feel? How do I feel when young people date young people in the building, in the church? I'm like, oh, let me tell you. First of all, y'all want to hear what I said? Okay. So that was a big yes. Um, first of all, what I don't like about young people dating, homie hopping, whatever you want to call it in church, is because we're a family, okay? And when you done homie hopped, and you, you create a lot of dysfunction in this family, right? Now we got to be side this and team who, and she don't like it, and I can't believe she dated him, and now she dated her, and da 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Right? And I said, it's that because with relationships at this age and this stage, you have this level of information. You ain't got no business dating nobody with this level of information. How do you expect to have a successful relationship when you overhear? You haven't experienced life, right? But when you raise your level of information, right, when you have a level of responsibility, what does the word say? When you leave and cleave, you should look. He who finds a wife finds a good thing to the girls. If we can see all you got, there ain't nothing to find. Put it away to the boys. If you ain't out, don't be looking. You still living at mom and dad's talking about looking for a wife. You No, you better be looking for a house. Looking for a place to live. But our ways are not the world's ways. The world's way is saying you should be dating at five. What in the world? You should be getting an education and learn how to read at five. You should be learning phonics at five. Jeez. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Hold on, I just had to get that out real quick. But we're going to take these thoughts captive, right? We're going to mature and grow up so that we'll have this level of information to make good decisions to make good relationship decisions, to make good financial decisions, to make good parental decisions, right? To make those level of decisions, we need a new level of information. And the information that we're receiving is from the word of God, right? If we're going to walk by faith and not by sight, we're going to have to stop entertaining every random thought that flows through our mind. We got to stop entertaining every random thought that flies 
catering to every impulse that comes our way. Woo, you saw one commercial, you gotta have that burger. You drove by, you saw the, the thing, blink, 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 whatever it says, Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A, close on Sunday. Whatever, it's like this impulse comes and you gotta get it, you gotta get it. Where's your self-control? I don't even care if it's a good impulse. You don't need to cater to every impulse that you have, right? We don't need to cater to every impulse. Living a life that caters to every appetite or impulse we feel creates chaos in our lives. If we give in to every impulse, every appetite, every single thing that we want, it creates chaos. There's no structure. There's no order, right? There's chaos in our lives. Every time you feel like doing something, you do it. Every time you don't feel like doing something, you don't do it. That is not a healthy life. That's chaos real quick. That's diabetes real quick. Come on. That's chunky monkey real quick. That's whatever you want to call it real quick. It happens real quick, right? Every, I want tacos. I want to go shopping. I got paid. I want to blow my check. What in the world? We're, we're every impulse, everything we got, I want it, I got it. We're living in a culture, we're living in a day. It's like you got DoorDash, you got whatever these things are, just drop off food, drop off food, drop off food. Wondering why we got quarantine, 15, 20, 50, 60. You know, that's a year ago, guys. We can't still blame it on quarantine 15. Talking about quarantine 50, that was, a, that, it's one year. We had one year. Woo. I'm, I'm sorry about that. No, I'm not. I want to speak the truth. I want us to be free, free from the bondage and the chaos of, of every impulse that we have to cater to. We are not caterers. We are not waiters to our every impulse, right? I have never been to a five-star resort, but I hear that you get like three to five waiters, right? You go to the bathroom, you come back, and your napkin is a duck, and you come back, what would you like? What would you like? What would you like? Let, let me cut your meat. You, would you like me to feed you? No. <laughs> and there you are, catering and a waiter to every impulse that you've got. You're catering and you're a waiter. Man, imagine if that every impulse was to good. But you, and I know, it's not. It's not. Every time you don't feel like doing something, you don't do it. I don't feel like going to church. I don't feel like being nice today. Do you want to know how many times I wake up? I don't feel like being nice. It happens often. The more you feed something, the stronger it gets. Can you say that again? The more you feed something, the stronger it gets. And the less you feed something, the weaker it gets. Like hunger. <laughs> because for health reasons, I've been trying intermittent fasting and the OMAD one meal a day. And the crazy thing is that hunger creates hunger. It's shocking. It blew my mind, to be honest, because I'm like, there's no way. I would die if I only eat once, if I only ate once in a day. But the less you eat and you go for longer periods, you can go longer and longer. Talking about 12 hours, 14 hours, 18 hours, 23 hours. I'm like, who am I? What in the world happened to me? The more 
you feed something, the stronger it gets. The less you feed something, the weaker it gets. By the grace of God, we need to walk in the spirit and walk in self-control. We need to stop feeding our bad habits. We need to starve them so that they get weaker and weaker. And we need to start feeding our good habits so that they get stronger and stronger, right? It's very simple. It's not simple. It's easy. It's simple. It's not easy. Like, it's basic, right? We have the information. It's there. But it's a whole other thing to apply it. It's a whole other thing to apply it. Walk in self-control, taking control of our thought life. How many are ready to take control of your thought life? Anybody else got things flying around in here? You know, whoa, 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 whoa. There they are right now, flying in your mind. Reel, reel it in. Come on. The more you feed something, the, the, the stronger it gets, and that happens with our thought life, right? The more you go to that thought, the more you go to that thought, the more you go to that, you're hovering over that, hovering, hovering over that thought. Your mind is a field of thoughts, and you go to this one. You get a helicopter, you were like, and your mind is a field of thoughts. Why do you keep going to that one? Because you keep feeding it. It's time to change your thoughts, right? Change your thoughts. The less you feed something, the weaker it gets. Your habits get weaker the less that you feed them. Stop. We have to stop catering to them. Let them know, hey, you know what? You don't tip well. I'm no longer going to be your waiter. It's over. <laughs> stop catering to them, and you'll see them get weaker and weaker. Pay now. Look at your neighbor and say, pay now or pay later. Pay now or pay later. Pay now by saying no, okay? You pay right now by saying no. Pay now or pay later. I'm going to walk in self-control even if my flesh throws a crying fit. Crying, hoopla, go for it, girl. I don't care. I'm not listening to you. I'm just going to let it. Okay, so for me, there's... I can, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> I, I'd rather not. Uh, I'm, I'm doing way better, but like something can set me off. And yesterday I got a new exercise bike because you know what? Your girl has been faithful. She's been consistent. And I'm not allowed to buy a new purchase unless that other thing done run down to the ground, okay? So I've been so consistent. My bike was nine years old. I'm like, it's time to make the purchase. And I got a really good deal. It was like half off. And thanks to the one who hooked me up. You know who you are. I really appreciate it. It's really cool to have connections up in here. But I got a new bike. And it's this gigantic box. It's like 300 pounds or something. It comes in a box. It doesn't come ready to go. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and it has like all these screws. And one piece of welded metal on it where a screw is supposed to go in and kind of like hold the seat is welded just slightly off. Like just so slightly that the screw will not go in. And I was tired. And I was about to lose it. And I knew I was about to lose it. So I just stood up. First of all, I got the, like, wrench or whatever thing we got. And I'm like, Rah! and then I realized, like, I don't think you could really just bend welded metal, okay? 
You're not the Hulk. You ain't Thor or whatever. Black Widow. You're none of them, okay? You're just Sasha. And I'm like, So I, I, I bent it like slightly. And um, I'm like, I'm about to lose. I'm about to cry. But I just get up and I go and I ask for help. I'm like, but before I would be like screaming, crying, ah, throwing the wrench, who knows, break the workout mirror. Like it happens fast. It gets ugly. Like I get hulky, ah, you know, anti-hulk over here. So I'm like, calm down. You know, don't let the green come out, girl. Reel it in. Change your thoughts. Calm down. And I'm like, hey, Chantal, I need your help. And she's like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I'm pretty sure this piece of welded thing is slightly off, like just a little bit off. So we like, oh, oh, and we put it together and it was no big deal. I didn't lose it. I didn't throw the wrench. Nothing broke, you know, but it's because I was able to change my thoughts, calm down. These are like real life situations, right? Anybody else like lose it sometimes and you don't have to, and then you make a big mess, pay now, pay later for reals. No, I'm, I don't care if my, my flesh is going to throw a fit. You can cry all you want to. But we are going to get through this. We are going to learn how to walk in self-control. We are going to learn to overcome the flesh. I'd rather pay now with the fit than later end up destroying my life with a destructive habit. I'd rather pay now with the fit, right? The struggle is real, but so is God's word. So is God's word. We can live by faith. We don't have to live by our feelings. The life we live, we live by faith, right? More than anything, people want to come up here and talk about, oh, I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel discouraged. I feel disappointed. I feel, come on, disrespected. I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel. Yes, we all have feelings, but just because you feel something doesn't mean it's true. Just because you feel something doesn't mean it's truth. Everything you feel is not true. For example, I feel worthless. How many of you guys have said that? How many of you out there have said that? I feel worthless. Then you come up here to love life and you learn that God proved that you are priceless through the blood of Jesus. And now you have to replace that feeling of I feel worthless with the faith in the ultimate truth, the absolute truth, Jesus, right? Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus is the absolute way, truth, and life. Paul said in Ephesians 2, 4, but God who is rich in his mercy, God be balling up there in mercy. He just be making it rain mercy. Not in his mercy. Come on. Mercy. What's that song? Mercy. Not that kind of mercy. His kind of mercy. If you know country, you know what I'm talking about. But God, who is rich in his mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when you and I were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. You may feel like, come on, you may feel like you can never be forgiven for all the wrongs you've done. You can never be forgiven for all the wrongs. Like, dude, if you really, really knew, then you would know, no, 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 I can't be forgiven. 
and for the things that you continue to do. Then you learn. You come to love life. You show up to grow up. Come on. And you learn that you've already been forgiven by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Paul said in Colossians 1.13, he has delivered us from the power of darkness and moved us into the kingdom of the son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. So now you have to replace that feeling with the ultimate truth, with the absolute truth in Jesus, the blood of Jesus. Come on, you may feel guilty. Anybody feel guilty? You feel shame? You felt condemnation? You felt nasty about the choices you made? You feel nasty about the results you got? Like, oh man, what does the word say? You got to come. You got to learn. What does God's word say? Then you learn that there's no guilt and no shame and no condemnation once you receive Jesus. Paul said in Romans 8.1, therefore, there is now, right now, no condemnation, no guilty verdict, no punishment for those who are in Christ Jesus, who believe in him as personal Savior and Lord. So now you have to replace that feeling with the absolute truth, the ultimate truth, Jesus. This is a journey of maturity. This, is, this takes time. This faith versus feelings. The spirit versus flesh. The natural versus supernatural. The only way that we are going to conquer our feelings, y'all ready for this? The only way that we can conquer our feelings is by changing our thoughts. By changing our thoughts, because our thoughts become our emotions. I don't know how many times you heard me say this. Somebody needs to write it down. Come on, we need to operate in this. We need to walk in this. Our thoughts become our emotions. Our emotions become our actions. Our actions become our experience. Our experience creates our environment, and our created environment leaves our legacy. There is always God's way versus the world's way of doing things, okay? The world's way of doing things. The world says that you're a product of your environment. The world says you're a product of your generation. The world says that you're a product of your situation. The world says you're a product of your circumstance because what's happened to you because of the choices you made. The world says that you're a product of your addictions. Some of you got some addictions you need to lay down. Come on. The world says, oh, no, you're a product of your addiction. You're a product of your sickness. You're a product of your sin. This, this offers no hope. This offers zero hope. The world's view and way of doing things is always opposite of God's way of doing things. The world says your environment becomes your experience. And your experience becomes your actions. And that's why you chose that. And that's why you did that. Because of your environment and your experience. And your actions, they become your emotions. That's why you feel the way you do. And your emotions creates your thoughts. And that's why you think the random thoughts you do. Right? That's why. That offers no hope. Why? Because you are not in full control of your environment, of your generation, of your situation, of your circumstance. What are you in full control of? What are you in full control of? Your thoughts. 
You are in full control of your thoughts. God's way always offers hope. There's always hope. You keep hope alive. You keep hope alive. I don't know why I did that with my arms. <laughs> it's like sometimes they're not attached to my body. <laughs> I don't know. There's always hope. Paul said in Colossians 1, 27, God wanted his people throughout the world to know the glorious riches of this ministry, which is Christ living in you, giving you the hope of glory. We are a new creation in Christ Jesus, and we can change the way we think, replacing the old way of thinking, the world's views, the world's culture, the world's customs with a new way of thinking, God's will, God's truth, God's way, God's life, come on, through Jesus, replacing the natural with the supernatural. We can change our emotions by changing our thoughts. Like, oh, I'm so angry, change your thoughts. I'm so mad, change your thoughts. Change your thoughts. You can change your actions by changing your thoughts. You can change your whole experience, how you experience life, how you perceive life, how you experience your home life, how you experience school life, how you experience work life, how you experience family, by changing your thoughts. You can change your environment by changing your thoughts, and we can change our legacy by changing our thoughts. We can change the world when we change our thoughts. You're a world changer. Christ lives in you. Your thoughts are so powerful, and they're controlled by you. God doesn't control them. You are a free agent. You control your thoughts. You control your thoughts. No one can make you think anything. The devil made me do it. No, he didn't. You choose to think that way. No one can make you feel anything. Devil made me do it. Nope. You choose to feel that way. They make me feel stupid. They make me feel irrelevant. They make me feel uneducated. Come on, they make me feel, they make me feel ugly. They make me feel fat. They make me feel, no, you choose to feel that way. No one can make you feel anything. No one can make you think anything. You choose your thoughts. Change your thoughts to God's word. Let's change the way we think, replacing our feelings with faith in the ultimate truth, Jesus, right? Replacing our feelings. Remember, this is a journey of maturity. This is a journey of maturity. This is a process. This happens one foot in front of the other. Every day that we wake up, we choose life. We choose blessings. We choose love. We choose joy. We choose patience. We choose kindness. We choose goodness. We choose faith. We choose self-control. Every day we make the choice, right? We make the choice. Paul said in Romans 12 too, and do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, by the renewing of your thoughts, by the renewing of your soul, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you, who? You may prove for yourself what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. Who's ready to be transformed into a completely new person? It starts with the way you think. 
It starts with how you think. What are we supposed to think on? Anybody know? The word tells us what to think on. Paul said in Philippians 4.8, Finally, believers, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure, whatever is wholesome, whatever is nasty, whatever is popping. No, 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 I didn't. I don't, I don't read that. Whatever is lovely, whatever brings peace, whatever is admirable, whatever is of good character, if there's anything excellent, if there's anything worth praise, think continually on these things. Center your mind around them. Implant them into your heart. The things which you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things in your daily life. And the God who is the source of peace and well-being will be with you. When some random thought comes flying in your mind, ask it this question. Are you true? Are you honorable? Are you worthy of respect? Are you right and confirmed by God? If not, you got to go. Get out of here, right? Mind your mind. Don't be bullied by bad thoughts. Just change them. Come on. Don't entertain bad thoughts. Just change them and replace them with good. Replace them with God's word. Replace them with truth. Replace them with Jesus is the ultimate, absolute truth. And Jesus already paid for it all. There's no guilt. There's no condemnation. There's salvation. Salvation in him. Salvation for your soul. Salvation. Come on. It all starts with Jesus, and he finished it all. Jesus is the ultimate ride or die because he already died. So we just get to ride. Come on. He's the ultimate. And we choose Jesus every day that we wake up. We choose Jesus, his plan, his purpose. We just got to renew the way we think to his will and his word. Amen. Y'all receive something tonight? Amen. If you're in here tonight and you're like, I want to receive Jesus. I want to call on the name of Jesus. If you're online and you're like, I want to receive Jesus. Jesus has a great plan and purpose for your life. You just have to choose him. The Bible says, believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. It's not some special prayer. It's the belief in your heart. And what you believe, you speak, right? So let's say a prayer. Everybody, bow your heads. Let's pray together. Say, Jesus, I believe in you. I call on your name right now. I ask you to save me, set me free. Thank you for this new life. Thank you for your great plans and purpose for my life. I choose them right now. Thank you for helping me, guiding me, and watching over me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.